to is one of those trashy like news things that we just post stuff. We are a trashy news thing that just posts stuff. We. <laughs> I don't know where you've been. I, <laughs> Welcome oh, back to the I'm Talking not, Average Fitness trashy. Podcast, everybody. We should be more trashy. We just more like, trashy. Oh, well, know, it, what's, what's Justin Bieber's relationship status? What's you know? Let's get... Does Justin pop, Bieber CrossFit? I don't think he CrossFits. He just should. interview interview random people in the street. Do you think Justin Bieber CrossFits? Fuck no. Um. It'd be I like those, the like the, the, the YouTube shows where people just run up and there's like, hey, here, grab a card. And it's like one of those like pop up magic things. We yes. do that except for fitness. We throw a kettlebell at someone. Hey, do a kettlebell swing. <laughs> <laughs> and just yeet it at a human being and watch, you know, yeah. a proportional number well, of human beings literally seen... like fail. <laughs> just snap in half. Yes. Um, <laughs> well have you seen the ones where they like i don't know how they make this basketball hoop fucking portable but it's like a group of people that they just like they're carrying a basketball hoop and they just like stick it up and throw a ball at someone and they're expecting the person to catch the ball and then shoot it and if they make yeah. it they lose their minds whole thing if they miss right. it then uh whatever yeah and then there are some people that like they'll throw the ball and i watch someone like they get thrown the ball to shoot it they catch it turned around and punted it the other way and i was like oh <laughs> you oh man all right that person who pissed in your wheaties this morning jesus that was but we could do something like that but just with a kettlebell or like a medicine ball <laughs> i, I want to say right now that the voice you're hearing describing all of these things is kevin mccarthy and not sam burns i'm sam burns <laughs> i'm not the guy apart, if they can't tell us apart by now I'm the one who's not going to throw a kettlebell at you. I can't speak for oh. Kevin, apparently. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I he can't speak for me because I, I do, I, you know, haven't thrown a kettlebell at someone, but I have been known to swap people's weights out mid workout when mm. they're like out on out on a run or something. Right. Um, that's the best when you like uh, had one of our members, Tracy, doing kettlebell swings, and, uh, and she, I was like, well, I want you to use a heavy one. I think we can like. You yeah. can go heavier than 53. We're just having a Russian swing. You can go heavier. Yeah. Like, I don't know. 53. I got, I'm like, okay, great. So she takes off with the, you know, she does the 53 does first, first round. She goes out on her, to her run. And there's a group of people that like have some injuries and stuff. So they're on like a bike. Yeah. And I walk over, I grab Tracy's kettlebell, the 53 pounder. I put it back on the shelf. I grab a 70 pounder, put it back. And I chalked the handle the same way she had it. So she wouldn't <laughs> notice. She comes back in the second round. She gets 10 swings in, puts it down and goes, this feels heavy. I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Of course, the bike people are just kind of snickering. And I'm just like, shh, don't, don't say anything. She's fine. Mm. So she finishes the whole workout all good to go. She finishes, she goes to pick it up and put it away. And she looks, she goes, what the hell? This is seven. I'm like, yeah, I told you you could do it. I'm like, uh, the, the human mind, the, human, the, the, the capacity for self-delusion that the human possesses is amazing. Okay. I. I'll never forget. So I took Rob Orlando's strongman course down in Connecticut. It was a great, Amazing. great seminar. And he showed us this video and uh, like stone the entire time. Yeah. Like stones and tires and yokes and fucking everything. It's so much fun. Like if you get a chance here on the East coast, please take that seminar. Um, <clears throat> and he's got this video on his phone and there's this, there's this woman who's flipping a big ass tire and yep. And she's like, I, I can't, I can't do this. Can you help me? He's like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And so he ducks in beside her and the mm -hmm. camera is like profile to them. And so she right. gets, she muckles onto that son of a bitch. She starts to move and his hand is never touching the tire the whole time. It's just there. <laughs> it's just like spirit yeah. fingers, like wiggling close to it. 
yeah she flips it over she's like oh awesome thanks fist bump and he's like yeah good job <laughs> like <Yeah>. never <laughs> never i don't know if she ever knew but we all know yeah. um okay so I, I i swear to god we actually had a plan when we started this so there was an interesting piece of content that was put out <laughs> i feel like a lot of things that come across the Sevon podcast are interesting pieces of content oh <clears throat> oh yeah so many things were you still a part of uh, Cross at One Nation when he shredded us for the like masks thing during COVID? No, literally oh one God. nation. You, you were, yeah. So, oh my gosh. So, th- this is the only reason that I'd like. Um, this is gonna sound real bad. Like, I know who Sevon is because he had done uh, media work for Crosses. Like, I knew that he he exists somewhere yeah, in the Crosses space. As Crosses going through their changeover, they fire the whole media staff. I'm like, Sevon is somewhere in the ether he's just out in the void doing whatever um i didn't know that he had a podcast until someone brought it to our attention during the wildness that was covid it was when the the state of massachusetts was um it i don't think it ever actually ended up happening but they were like hey we're gonna require people to show proof of vaccination to go anywhere like it was the city of boston okay that's what it was city of boston so um, we had a gym within the city lines of Boston. So yeah. that was wild trying to manage multiple locations where like one has this set of rules, one has a different set of rules. Yeah. That was a time. Anyways, um, they were going to require proof of, you had to show your like COVID vaccine card. Um, if you wanted to go into a building anywhere and that mm-hmm. was going to be the rule. And so in preparation for that, we're trying to, we're like getting people's, you know, COVID vaccination cards, like on file we're like yep. putting it like on file we found a way to attach it onto their profile like in tribe so we could see it and so we're like we're in the process of doing that and so we had put out as an announcement like an instagram post mm-hmm. that was like hey per the city of boston's requirements yeah this is what we have to do yeah like reach out to your coach reach out to us like we'll work with you guys to try and like you know go through this process but we got a, as big a head start on it as possible because we're like there's no way this goes smoothly um, so, so we put that Instagram post out there and on the Savan podcast, he had that Instagram post oh dear. and he sat there and he was like, Jim's like this or the fucking problem. Like you're taking away people's rights and liberties and America and constitution and fuck these guys. And I don't understand how a gym that's owned by James and Austin and these guys that are awesome can go through with this because it's absolute horseshit. And he starts going. And I watched, I was like, oh my God. And so, and I don't know if he thought, read whatever that's like, this wasn't the gym's choice. Sure. Like if, if led, you know, left to our devices, I just want people to work out and be happy. I don't really care what that looks like or, you know, entails. That's the whole thing. But again, it was just, it was because we were in the city of Boston yeah. And that was going to be a requirement right. and how strictly they enforced it. We didn't know. We can only go with the information we're given, but yep. he had that post up on his podcast and he starts going and whoever he had his guests, they're like, Oh yeah, fuck these guys, the whole thing. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just going to throw, I'm not a massive fan of the Savan podcast post right. that moment. I didn't have much feelings about it prior to, cause I didn't know it existed, but that yeah. is my one and only experience of the Savan podcast where they were like, yep. screw these guys. I'm like, Listen, man, I'm dealing with saran wrapped two by fours, duct taped to a medicine ball, trying to stay COVID, whatever is in the city of Boston. I'm just trying here, man. And I wasn't having it. So anyways, that was my 
That was your experience. Like, that, that, that's my own one and only experience with the Savan podcast <laughs> prior to um, the yesterday when you, or two days ago when you sent me the clip that we're going to okay. talk about today. Okay. Worked. So that's it. <clears throat> All right. Well, so for context, that's who we're talking about here. Right. <laughs> um, so I got, or I was scrolling through Instagram and I found this clip and it, it's an interesting notion. And I presented it to some friends of mine and they provided me with some interesting commentary. I presented that commentary to Kevin and I thought it would be an interesting thing to discuss because it, if we're going to discuss it, a couple things get uncomfortable real quick and that's always fun, at least for me, right? Um, so it can definitely be interesting. Yes, it can definitely be interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to share this window here. I'm also going to share the audio for the, for the window. So hopefully everybody can hear it and it's not like absolutely deafening. Um, so if that is the case on your end, when you're listening or watching this, I apologize in advance. So we're going to, it's going to come right in and you'll, there are captions here as well. So here we go. CrossFit needs to do away with all age groups at the games. Get rid of it all. People are there. The audience is there. The money is there to watch the professional athletes. Mm. And Get then, rid of all age groups. Like do them. Like do them at a different event. Like do the master. Yeah, have the masters have their own event. Their own thing. And not only that, but just do an online competition. For, call it, you know, the CrossFit Games online version where it stops at semifinals for them. Right. They for the kids, and then pay. let the masters go somewhere else and do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you want to continue to bring money into the sport, stop wasting money. I'm not saying forget about these people. Like right. they deserve, they deserve to figure out who's the fittest, just like anyone else does. But in the, in the realm of business and professional sport, if they can make it individually, they've earned their right to be there. There's other routes for them to figure out, you know, Am I the fittest teenager in the world? Am I the fittest 35-year-old in the world? Get these athletes paid more. And I feel like that is such a simple solution. Okay. So that's our that's our little piece of audio. Did you hear the audio? It's good yes. on your end. Cool. All right. Yes, fantastic. Sir. So obviously like should be should be good. Yeah, contentious little contentious little notion here, right? To effectively at the CrossFit games mm. do away with um and and by the way, the person who's speaking is uh, at least per his Instagram uh, handle, Matt Torres, the CEO of Brute Strength. Um, <clears throat> so this is a guy who he's invested in the community to a certain extent in terms of, you know, like from a business standpoint, from a programming standpoint, from a competitive athlete standpoint. So <clears throat> he's not some local yokel who's just like spouting off. He probably has a unique perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. His notion is get rid of the age groups. So currently, if you're not up on this, and I'm going to assume that you are, but we're going to go over it. Once you get through the open and you get through quarterfinals and semifinals for professional athletes, mm -hmm. you go to, for the individual athletes, you go to the CrossFit Games. After the open, they have the AGOQ, the age group online qualifier. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, please, but the people who do best at the AGOQ go right to the Games. No, this year they added a semifinals first. They added it. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. so, they, so it was a master's yep. semifinals. Also for teens, then I would assume. Yes. Yeah. Okay, they, so. they have like so they made it instead of the AGOQ, like just just age group online qualifier, which used mm -hmm. to qualify you directly to the games. Yep. Um, now that like their season as well goes open quarterfinals, semifinals, games. The difference is for the for any age groups 
semifinals is also virtual. So they don't have an in-person semifinal. It's a virtual competition as well. And then that qualifies you to the games. Okay. So similar process as the individuals. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's gone to the games or even if you've, you've like known a master's athlete who's gone to the games and you've tried to watch a live stream of that, that's not easy to do. Because oh, yeah, not not easy to do. It's uh, <clears throat> and I feel for those people and their friends and their families. Yes, um, absolutely. And I've been fortunate enough to to know and to work with a couple masters athletes. One person who has gone, you know, three or four times now, Miss um, Carolyn out of CrossFit Medfield, and that is because the media resources that exist at the CrossFit Games are focused squarely on the elite individual competitors. And so the Masters athletes, they go, but when they're in the stadium, there's, you know, the attendance is not like packed because those people, a lot of those people are someplace else at another event for the elite individuals. They run these things concurrently, right? So while the elite, yeah, they have to, absolutely. Yeah, just schedule-wise, you have to. Yeah, because if you have 80 men, 80 women, and 80 teams, or 40 teams, I'm not sure which. Sorry. So it's, yeah. So it's, cause it's, it's, the, it's 40, I think this year it's 40 men, 40 women for the elite individuals, and then right. 30 teams, I think. Okay. And then Same. each age each age group, if I'm not mistaken, yep. is it's either 10 or 20. It's an even number. Okay. That, that are at the games for each age, for men, women, and the age groups. Okay. So- You've got 120 elite competitors, mm-hmm. multiple heats of multiple events, you know, yay, cuts. That's another thing we're going to talk about. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, they, they, there's a whole other thing. And while they're off doing something, <laughs> you know, they're doing the run, run, swim, run event or whatever. Mm-hmm. Somewhere else on the grounds in Madison are the uh, masters. And so the people who are watching them are the people who came with them mostly. Yep. And this guy is saying, don't invite them. They don't get to come. Mm-hmm. They don't get to play, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I shoved this into a chat with some friends of mine. And I have a good friend, Carly. She's verbally made an appearance on this podcast many times. Mm-hmm. And her and her re- response was essentially, well, until CrossFit foots the bill for them getting there, mm-hmm. then they shouldn't be able to say, no, you can't go or, you know, or, or even like uh, cuts. Like you shouldn't be mm-hmm. able to cut athletes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so now that we, we've got this thing where it's like, you know, masters have been a part of the CrossFit games for, I don't even know how long, you know, and we're, we're now to the point where like Sam Briggs is a master's athlete. James Hobart yep. is a master's athlete. Dan Bailey is a master's athlete. Some of these people who are, you know, it, what I would consider CrossFit's heyday, you know, which yep. already makes me sound old, <laughs> like those athletes, the athletes that I fell in love with at the CrossFit Games, they're transitioning into Masters athletes now, right? Yep. So with all of that said, what do we think about the idea of just being like, ugh, ugh, Masters, go bye-bye? Oh, man. So here's the two angles you got to think about this from, right? From a, from a business standpoint for oh, CrossFit. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. that's, and that's the only lens I'm looking at this through for a, from a business standpoint for CrossFit HQ, mm-hmm. the governing body that is putting on the games. 
Right. The brand. It would it would make so much more financial sense to get rid of any division that's not the elite individuals. And I'm including teams. Yeah. Because even if you're on the elite teams and some people enjoy watching that, yep. the sport of CrossFit is so predominantly focused on and driven by the elite individuals. Whether yep. you want to like it, agree with it, whatever or not, that's what it is. Sure the elite individuals are the show yeah. um, and the, the teams and the age groups, both teens and masters are, I don't want to say a sideshow cause that's not like an accurate representation. I'm thinking it's also not a nice way to phrase it, but it's like, the, they're not the main event. Wait, they're, wait, the, they're the undercard. Stop. What? Stop. <laughs> Whether or not it's nice. Okay. They're is, the sideshow. I'll say it. Fine. Oh, well, so you just said they're not the main event. Well, if they're right. not the main event, they must right, therefore all right. be. <laughs> all right. Gosh, geez. I'm trying to be nice over here. And, and I respect that. Because we're going to say a lot of stuff that's not as nice. But Okay, go ahead. So the individuals of the main show, age groups, team, teams, anything like that is yeah. a sideshow. It's not mm -hmm. the main event. The individuals bring in the most money, the most sponsors, the most this, the most that. Uh -huh. If CrossFit wanted to make the games a more profitable thing, like I've heard so many times how much money CrossFit yeah. used to lose on regionals and lose on the games and oh, probably absolutely. still loses on the games. You stop losing that much money and you maybe even make money if you get rid of all the extra stuff. Now you don't need the extra media people. You can just have your media people focusing on the main event and yeah. you can have all of your resources that that are needed put towards that mm -hmm. but then you don't need seventy-two thousand judges because you've got four different venues going at the same time right. trying to you can be maybe more creative in your programming because you're like we have so much more space oh, yeah. for the individuals we don't have to cut things off and section things off because that's just what fits the timeline and the schedule and, uh, right. you know, uh, different venues and floors and whatnot. So I think from a business perspective, getting rid of anything that's not the elite individuals right. makes complete sense and would be a no brainer move on the other side of that coin is you're looking at it from the community aspect. Yep. And this comes back to something you had said a few episodes ago where I made a comment about that, like, <clears throat> Hey, you can have another job or go to school and like, you know, train a couple hours a day and make it to semifinals. And you yeah. said that that's cool. As long as CrossFit's good with being a backyard sport. Yeah. So I, so you said that a few podcasts ago and the same thing, if, you know, if we're looking at it from a community event and that's all that's important to us is like, yeah. Hey, we're a community sport. We let everybody play. It doesn't matter what division you're in. You get to come to the, you get, you get to have a seat at the table, yeah. then fantastic. But I think you're going to have a really hard time professionalizing the sport of CrossFit into a legitimate sport yeah. and not just a backyard barbecue that got some flashy lights now. Right. Yeah. You know? So I think you have a really hard time doing that if you keep that as a main portion of the thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't argue. And that was the first thing that popped into my head. And I, yeah. since I heard that phrase, it has yeah. haunted me. Like I look at the horse, like we'll talk about this at some point, the, the yeah. shit with the grips, what the actual what? fuck? 
they're just making shit up now. I, I, like, I get what they're trying to do, but at the same time, I like, don't. What like I so here's I the do. Thing. I don't. So so okay. Well, let me. So I do, but I don't. Like right. I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to remove any competitive advantage. Here's the fucking thing, though. Again, when it comes to the sport of CrossFit, if me, if me flopping a big ass piece of leather over yeah. the pull up bar is going to allow me to hang on for a hundred reps, yeah fucking do it because yeah. you're going to watch someone in a games event that the, the chipper in the 2017 games there was 100 pull-ups 80 ghds 60 yeah, yeah, yeah. something like the little chipper you're yeah. going to watch the top heat just going unbroken and it's just it's like who can hang on and everyone's on their seats like oh my god who's coming down off the bar first like that would be amazing from a spectacle standpoint like let people ha- i want to watch someone do 30 unbroken muscles because they slapped a big ass piece of leather over those rings <laughs> like Fuck it, man. Let people do the thing. If it allows them to express, because guess what? If they do a hundred sure. pull-ups unbroken, the thing that me as a coach and, and someone who enjoys human suffering would get from this is then the falling event, you're fucked up. Broken pull-ups. Then two hours later, when they like climb a pegboard, you're like, it's like I fucking can't. I, Dunzo. I, don't, I don't have any biceps left. Right. Um, so that like from a spectacle, so I get when they're like remove competitive advantage, but then here's the thing, then just don't allow grips. If you're if you're gonna be like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try and take I know, I said it. As someone who's an avid grip user, listen, I have a pair of victory grips. They're the fingerless ones because mm-hmm. I don't like the material on my fingers, but mm-hmm. mine are sized appropriately. So yep. they only hang over like the amount they're supposed to hang over. Um but it's like, I have grips. I use grips. I yeah. like grips. Yeah. But if you're going to say we're making this change to take away any competitive advantage, then don't allow grips. Yeah. Their whole thing with the belt during semifinals, where they're like four inch belt only. <sighs> Listen, except so if got, your name is Tolomora Kenya. So this, well, okay. Yes. But so this is, a, <clears throat> I just, cause it's on the desk. This is Jack's belt. So this is a rogue belt that rogue makes. What's it's a five inch four, belt. No, it's four inches on the side though. So this is four inches. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. This, this is four inches. This is five inches like that just goes across your lower back. Yeah. Right? So this per CrossFit games rules or semifinals or whatever the fuck, this is not okay. Yeah. But guess but guess who sponsors the CrossFit games is this company called Two Pood. And yep. all they make are four inch belts. So weird how that works. Um but it's like this belt right here. If you're gonna say that going from here mm-hmm. to here, you're uh-huh. like, no, nah, that's a competitive advantage. Guess what? Don't allow belts. Like, Ooh. I'll go you one better. Like, listen, if you're trying to remove competitive advantage from stuff, don't allow weightlifting shoes. Don't allow belts. Don't allow knee sleeves. Don't allow wrist wraps. If you want to take away competitive advantage, bro, let's just raw dog this thing, man. <laughs> like, I'm, listen, I'm serious. And I can tell. Because <laughs> I'm like, if you're going to do that with one thing, you can't just be like, you can only wear grips that are a certain thing. And it's going to be the same thing as trying when you like, we took a measurement from our four, from our wrist to our elbow divided by pi. Yep. Winds blowing west. Right. And lemonade. All right. Yep. This is your handstand pushup line. Same yes. Shit, different day. It's ridiculous. They're like, your grips can only hang over by this much. What judge is getting up on the bar and measuring from your fingertip to your grip, man? Yeah. Like, I don't understand how they're planning to implement that or whatever. And it's not a thing about like, oh, well, now the athletes got saw someone like, oh, well, now the athletes have to get all new grips. Sick, bro. They got to pay 30 bucks for a new set of grips. I think they'll be all right. But 
it's like, if you're going to make that rule with one piece of equipment, you have to make it across the board. And if you're saying that all of this is under the guise of removing competitive advantage, then fully fucking remove competitive advantage. Take away anything that will make people more efficient, go faster, give them an edge. Take away lifters, knee sleeves, wrist straps. I was going to say take away thumb tape, but don't do that. There's a line. That's that cross the line. But anyways, that's my whole thing. I just went off on a mega rant about the equipment thing, but that, that whole thing pissed me off with the grips. I'm like, either let them have competitive advantage and see who can do Fran in 60 seconds or remove all the competitive advantage and see how we go. You can't, you can't tow the line on this one in my book. I'm sorry. Do you feel better now? <laughs> now that no, you got that out? <laughs> no, I don't feel better. Well, so I'm still upset. Bringing it back to masters athletes. So, <laughs> so they I don't get to use grips either. No grips they don't for get anybody. To, no grips for anybody. I I get what you're saying about the cost, right? So Kevin's point yeah. was like it it costs money. I would wager that <clears throat> um hosting the masters and teens costs more than those athletes generate by several multiples by a lot yeah like maybe by a factor of 10 or something like that um and and that's i mean from a business decision like as a business decision you draw the line at like, okay, if you want to increase profitability, there's a handful of ways to do that. Like you, you raise your prices or you cut your expenses. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and anyone who's looked at games tickets knows that they're not exactly cheap already. So nope. probably cause they're trying to offset those things. They like, they probably the games are just hemorrhaging money. And, and at this point, yeah. you know, when, you know, for better, or for worse, when Greg was at the helm, he, he really didn't give a fuck about the games that much. So he kind of like, true. ah, sure. Whatever. Um, but now that you have a board of investors that mm. aren't CrossFit, or I shouldn't say aren't CrossFitters, there are hand, you know, parts we don't of know. them that, that, that do CrossFit. But we don't know shit about uh, the board. I uh, I don't know if I can say that. Sammy babysits for a family, and, and you can't say dude. anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, <clears throat> anyway, someone knows something, but yeah. Um, anyways, it's so. Like there are some CrossFitters in the mix, I'm sure, but sure. more than likely um, it's, but you know, there are uh, mo- most of them are just, Hey, this is a business opportunity that we saw. Yeah. So we jumped on it. And so yeah. they're trying to get their money out of it. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's become a lot more businessy in the past few years since, um, Greg sold it. And that's why. Yeah. Um, so you see the games tickets go up, you know, all that fun stuff because they're trying to recoup whatever losses from, from the games. Well, and then we get to this whole backyard sport comment, right? Like mm. at the Olympics, there are no master's divisions at the Olympics. There's not a teenage division. I mean, there's, there's nationals, there's, you know, country championships, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's individual competitions, specialized competitions. There's now, youth national the other side championships. Of the, there's youth national championships. Yeah. There's youth world mm-hmm. championships, but they yep. are not the Olympics. Totally separate ballgame. Yep. Um, now, the other thing that could be said is the Olympics only happens for every four years. Mm-hmm. And countries that host plan a d- 
decade in advance. Like it's not a lightweight thing. And so like, yeah, when like, you know, and that's, and you know, and you can say whatever you want about how like wasteful the Olympics can be. And certainly that could, that argument can be made. Um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of professionalizing the sport of CrossFit, I mean, in order to be successful, we might have to not be able to use the word CrossFit, you know, like you have to take it Mm -hmm. away from the brand and give it to an international governing body so that one brand's interests aren't the thing that drives it, you know? Um, I think that I don't, I, I don't know and I'll, I'll be the first to say that I'm ignorant about a lot of things. And so if someone wants to come back and say, like, no, this is how you could do it, then fine. Please educate me, right? Mm-hmm. I yep. don't know with the acumen that I have currently that you could grow the event and grow the sport internationally and continue to host Masters Routines. Yeah, that would be real rough. You and, know? you know, the thing is, like, I mean, I'll throw this out there, I, and this might be a real hot take, but I'll say it. Um, I, I, no, listen. I'm I, not. Didn't say anything. I'm feeling feisty. I'm captain. I've been up. I've been up since four. I'm. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, let's go. Um, I don't. I don't like the the teenage divisions. Like having kids that young competing in CrossFit. Mm, I don't like. like I don't the 14, like that. 15s? I even the 16, 17. I don't like that. I like yeah. just because you you start competing at you know. You, um, good example, Olivia Kerstetter, yeah. who is a human weapon, absolutely inf- infinitely fitter than I ever was, am, or will be. Combined. Um, yeah, com- all combined. Um, and she was fitter than me when she was like 11. Yeah. Um, but you have these, and, and I just, I think we're going to start to see now that you have these athletes that started off so young. Yeah. You have Olivia Kerstetter, you have like Mal O'Brien, Haley Adams, Haley Adams. You yeah. had, um, Angela DeChico. You had, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was the other guy's name? Sam Kwan. Nick. Nope. Nick oh, something. Paladino. That one. Um, so you have like these athletes that they were, they've been, they've been training for this since they were 11. Yeah. So they're just under load intensity. They're a volume. decade they're deep fought, already. They're a decade deep by the time they're 20. Yeah. And then they sit there. It's like, we don't know what kind of repercussions. And listen, CrossFit implemented well is safe and effective in the whole thing. Yeah. That's not competitive CrossFit. Competitive CrossFit is not sustainable. And I don't yeah. care who you are or what you think. It's not. There's it's not. nobody. There's nobody, not a human on this planet. That's like, yep, I'm going to be 100% healthy after training five hours a day for 30 years. There's a yeah. reason there's a timestamp on how long professional athletes of any sport can compete yeah. because yeah. it takes a toll on your body. It's not sustainable. Yeah. So, and this type of training, this sport is more physically demanding across the board. I'm not saying there aren't other sports that are physically demanding, sure, but is more physically demanding across all domains, modalities, and, and whatnots than any other sport on the planet because most other sports involve a high element of skill mm-hmm. let's say for an example for your specific player, to the right? sport exactly so let's right, say right, for right. example okay. as a soccer player 
you need to be able to handle the ball, pass, shoot, all that fun stuff. But you work can work on that, and you do work on that through practice, which is very low heart rate yeah. and working on quality of stuff. And that's right. not super damaging. You right. still need to be fit. But when your entire sport is just being fit, yeah. the amount of there's never load, a fit volume, enough. intensity, exactly, there's never a fit enough. It's yeah. not like you know, you can't be like for a soccer player again, like in the off season, be like, no, I'm, I have my off season. I'm just going to work on my passing technique mm. and, you know, three to four sessions a week. I'm just working passing. I get like maybe a little run in there, here and there, but it's like relatively light. And I get back in a preseason things ramp up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess what, homie, you're doing CrossFit. You finish the CrossFit games. Day like Sunday, Sunday night, you have yourself a pizza and a Ben and Jerry's day. One of preseason starts Monday. You know, and if, you could if you're do it smart, like that, if, for sure. if, if you're smart, you don't do that. But right. that's is like there. There's no point during the year which competitive CrossFit athletes aren't trying to push their fitness farther. Yeah, and so it's like it's just that the toll of that extrapolated out over a decade, put on a 13 year old, mm. is like I just I don't like where in my head I see that path going yeah. because now you've got so many of those younger athletes. You know, and I hope this doesn't happen to Olivia, but you've seen Mal and Haley both pull out of the games this year out of competing yeah. because they're like, we, we can't, yeah. like we just had to take some time off and you know, you don't pry it's, it's their story to tell, but mm-hmm. there's something either mentally, physically, emotionally that was going on there that in combination with the sport or because of the sport forced them to have to withdraw. And they're still so young yeah. and, you know, it's like to be you know, I don't want to say it, but like to be broken that young in life is tragic to me. It's like you have the whole rest of your life that you yeah. could be doing stuff. But, and then you see now where you're looking competitive cross athletes where it's like, you know, Josh Bridges has had both knees done. Dan Bailey's had one knee done twice. Rich has had a knee done. Ben's yeah. had a shoulder done and a knee done. It's like, they've all had to have corrective and, and reconstructive surgeries on, on major joints just because of the amount of load and volume and intensity over decades that they've done. And these are full grown, fully formed, athletically capable. Like they played mm. sports all the way through high school, college, whatever. It's not like they just yeah. came from, you know, nowhere, but they're like fully formed, capable, full grown adults trying to yeah. take on that volume and they're wrecked. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't think, I did not like when the games put forth the teen division. I, mm. Not that they can't do impressive things because watching a 17-year-old snatch more than I, I can deadlift is wild. But yeah, what does that look like when that 15-year-old is now 22? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I don't like that. So that that's my first thing. Is I, I don't like the teen aspect. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's a lot of things to be weighed here, you know? Um, and how far do you go and how far do you insert? I'm speaking as, as CrossFit, the governing body, Mm -hmm. like how far do you go? How far do you insert yourself into the life trajectory of another human being? Um, do you care to do that? Is it in congruence or in conflict with the organization's mission statement, goals, values, um, both financially and not, you know, there's. That is a, that's a really, really hard needle to thread, I think. Um, 
and you you solve a lot of problems just by eliminating it, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Now I'm an all or nothing dude when it comes to a lot of things, and not necessarily healthy in a healthy manner in my life, right? Yeah. And so, like learning balance is something I'm very very mindful of. <clears throat> Providing guidance, right, and a path potentially towards professional um, operating as a professional in the sport can be an amazing opportunity for teenagers, right? Um, And doing so in a way that is encouraging and not limiting, you know, like, I mean, I don't know how any other teenager was, but when I was 15, I thought I had the whole fucking world figured out. I thought literally every other human was an idiot. And Mm -hmm. like, I, I imagine that by dint of the kind of work that CrossFit teens do, they learn a bunch of lessons sooner, hard work, grit, resilience, things like that. But it doesn't change the fact that your prefrontal cortex isn't fully formed and won't be for another five years. Right. Mm -hmm. So you are not physically, physiologically, or neurologically capable of potentially grasping the concepts or grasping the future future consequences of the decisions that you're making right now. Um, mm-hmm. And if you are, you are no more adept at looking into the future than any other human that I know of. Um, and a and quick note about like, you know, Ben Smith getting a shoulder and a knee done. It's not because Ben Smith is an idiot and like moves like dog shit. One of the, Ben's one of the best movers in the sport. Absolutely. One of my favorite lines from Austin yeah. years ago on the CrossFit podcast, he's, he's talking about, you know, and it was Sevon who was run, who ran the old mm-hmm. CrossFit podcast Yeah, <clears throat> and he's interviewing him and he's saying, you know, like, what's it, what's it like? How do you feel? And he's just like, I'm in pain. He's like, yeah. really? You know, like nobody talks yeah. about that. He's like, and Austin says, everybody at an elite level in any sport is in pain all the time. And in CrossFit especially, because it's not like I play a different position on a team. So like a kicker and a linebacker are in different amounts of pain, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody in CrossFit's catching heavy cleans, doing high volume work, you know, yep. toasting their CNS and their aerobic yep. system. Like it just is what it's the nature of the thing that we do. Um, yep. Oh, hey. Sam Hornstein's calling me. Um, Shout out Sam Sam Hornstein. Hi, Sam. Um, I will call you later. Um, And so I like the idea of... I would be interested to see like what someone at CrossFit said about this kind of thing. It would be, it would give us a big clue into like what the trajectory of the organization and the competition is. Um, I want to get off this topic real quick. And I want to go to the okay. other part, which was the cuts, right? Mm-hmm. So um, specifically the yep. elite individuals and also mm-hmm. teams, I believe, but specifically elite individuals yep. are like, I think it's, they get to th- Friday and they lose a bunch. Cut down to 30. Yeah. yeah. And, and then after Friday, they cut to 20 for the weekend. Exactly. And so yep. some people, and the comments that were made to me were like, well, that's not fair. And I, my first response was, fuck, it says who? Like, life, I, life's I, not fair. I'm pretty sure 
CrossFit can do whatever they want at the CrossFit Games. And so, yep. yeah. And I'm also pretty sure that it's they have the phrase unknown and unknowable fucking trademarked. <laughs> so, like, yeah. This should yeah. be shocking a little bit. But also, every year that they introduce cuts and they, and they, as soon as it gets posted on, nice, more caffeine. This is not caffeine. This is O2, but still. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, every time there's an Instagram post or they, they announce the cut schedule. Yeah. I just, I just immediately, I see the post. Scroll. <laughs> no, so I, no I, I see the post. Here's the, I see the post. Put my phone down for a second. Go into the kitchen. Make a big ass bowl of popcorn. Yes. <laughs> Bring that thing back to the couch. All right. Click the comments button. Let's see where we got. Refresh, refresh. And oh my gosh! And it's and everyone loses their mind. And I understand where people are coming from. Again, yes, it comes back to the concept of the backyard sport. We just yeah. let everybody play. And I get when someone's like, "Yep," like they, they work so hard to get there to get cut on Friday. And I'm like, "Have you ever seen the Jamaican bobsled team at the Olympics?" Yeah, right. Want to know? Want to know why? Because they show up for their first trial run and they go, nope, too slow, done. Yeah. Disqualified, done. They didn't even get to race on race day. And they're like, yeah. well, shit, all right, then try again four years from now. Yeah. And it's like, that's just it. But no one loses their mind. And I think the reason why is because we have such a community-driven sport and people form yes. connections to these athletes. They feel connected to them. They identify with so-and-so an athlete Yeah, that they get really – upset when everything when anything happens that goes against it like i can only imagine the amount of comment whatever's i didn't read it but like when danny spiegel didn't qualify for the games mm. i can only imagine how upset some people were well this event was stupid and it was her judge's fault and let's never mind the fact that she didn't get below parallel on her overhead squats um <laughs> said what i said yeah um you know spade it's, spade <laughs> I, like, listen her, her her best overhead squats look like my best power snatches, baby. Um, and it's not like she so, can't. We we talked about this. We know she like can she overhead can. squat. She's got the range of motion. Yeah. Oh, like she yeah. she Anyways. rode the line, got bit by the lightning. Yeah. Um, and so it's like but people get upset about it. And so the same thing is like maybe you know someone, you have a favorite athlete, mm. and you're like, I'm not sure they're going to be in that top 20 on Saturday. This is stupid. I don't like it. It's not fair. Yeah. Like they've worked so hard. Like, yes, they've worked so hard. It doesn't change the fact that this is a sport yeah. and there's competitive things. And here, and the, the, the best argument I've heard, and I'd love to hear your take on this mm -hmm. is that if you kept all 40, right, you keep all 40 athletes the entire way through the weekend, okay. every event or so, like there might be like one or two events where you have the person in 40th that like takes fifth in that right. event because they right. just big dick that thing and they smash it. And that right. Sam dancer the leaderboard. Yeah. You have a Sam dancer that, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's in 36 yeah. and then they're like, all right, gang, we're Step doing to the bar. Yeah. We're doing it's five reps for time. Touch and go power cleans at four Oh five. And Sam's like, oh, let's go. Got this baby. Big dog's going to so, eat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you have something where like just something lines up. And they're, they just, you know, all their strengths and they just like, let me just crank this soft pitch out of the park. Right. 
So someone that's in that bottom 10 can shuffle up the points for yeah. that event towards yeah. the top. And someone's like, well, that wouldn't happen. And it's like, okay, sure. When that happens, it takes Saxon Panchik from eighth to ninth overall. Right. It doesn't change the fact that Sam Dancer is still going to finish 36 at the games. Yeah. Um, you know, it, and or it takes, sorry, it takes Saxon from like eighth to ninth in that event, but it doesn't yeah. change his placing. Over. When you're that late in the weekend on yeah. Sunday, you're not really seeing like that massive of shifts going on there. And if you do, it's because the person in 20th took like three thirds in a row and hopped mm. themselves from 20th to like 12th. Right. It's not because the person in 37th took a fifth once and then shuffled the hole and then ruined Matt Fraser's day. Right. Um, you know, so I, that, that's the one like semi-decent argument I've heard is people being like, Hey, the people there towards the bottom of the thing can still like, you know, do some damage towards the top and throw some wrenches. I don't so, know if you think that's a legitimate, you know, argument, answer, whatever, but. Well, I, I think that it's based in statistics and you'd have to argue against math if you yeah. wanted to argue against that. So like, so there's, so there's a, this is the micro argument, but then there's a macro argument and I'll come out to that in a second. So the micro argument, mm -hmm. I agree entirely. St and statistically, we've seen this. We see the mm -hmm. same people in the fucking top 10, you know, with a little bit all of shuffle, like all yeah. the time. Like it's. If there was some, like, Noah Olsen, how many times has he been in the top 10? Every single, uh, all but one CrossFit Kings. Exactly. Like, you're going to see the same people because the same people are doing the things that need they need to do, right? Like, they're, mm -hmm. they're the people for a reason. Everyone else are the people that beat the people. They're like the winners of the group who aren't quite good enough. Mm -hmm. And, like... Yeah, that's that's not to disparage the fact that like if you make it to fucking semifinals, you're a unit, absolutely, a human weapon, without a, without a doubt, right? Yeah. But if you're at semifinals, right, and you place sixth, and they're taking five humans, yeah. Sorry, bro, your season's over, right? And if you yeah. then but also those... like that person that finished sixth. That person that finished sixth, like that is a CrossFit Games level athlete. If you're finishing in the top ten at semifinals, Absolutely. you are you're good enough to be at the CrossFit Games. Sure, it just didn't play out for you on that weekend. Right, and 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 this is a really really important thing. Like we can like armchair quarterback this whole thing all that we want, but like if you're taking sixth at semifinals, you're good enough to be at the games, right? Mm -hmm. However, good enough to be at the games does not mean good enough to place in the top half or in the top 10 or in the top five mm -hmm. and or win, right? Right. And I think that because we've seen the names that we've seen win or do well consistently, that is borne out statistically, right? Mm -hmm. So I absolutely buy the fact that like, you know, they're not going to change it. Like we're not going to see something shocking unless, and I'm not going to wish this on anybody. So I'm not going to say it out loud, but like there would have to be something major that mm -hmm. is not predictable that yep. would to have something be a sh big shuffle. Now let's yep. step out. Let's look at the bigger issue. Let's go back to that sixth place guy from semifinals. Mm -hmm. That dude worked real hard. Mm -hmm. That dude trained like a motherfucker. He, he, his diet, yep. his sleep, his recovery is on point. He yep. might have just, stepped wrong 
misplaced a foot or had his body in the wrong position to receive a clean and ha- so had to dump it yep. and took one extra what, swipe of chalk absolutely like it, right it, seconds count you know so I, so here's my thing right yep is his cut because he was cut right mm-hmm. he didn't do good enough and they said mm-hmm. here's the line and so you don't get to go forward and keep playing is his cut less important or valuable or anything else than a person who is cut later? And why is it a big deal? And why is it totally acceptable to have cuts? Because that's what they functionally are at the open, at quarterfinals and at semifinals. But, oh, no, no, not at the games. No, at the games, like, everyone has to get a chance to do everything and everything gets a, everybody gets a participation trophy. The fuck you do? Like... You are entitled to nothing. And if CrossFit teaches you anything, <laughs> it's you are entitled to nothing. Like, yep. you got to go out. Like, the people who are going to be in the top 20 at that weekend, yeah. they, there is a there is a reason that I, I want to say it was, um, oh, what's the, the big bald guy who, uh, games announcer, Sean Woodland. Thank you, Sean Woodland. One of the best lines he ever had is, you don't know how good you have to be just to suck at the CrossFit games, right? Yep. And so, like, so then take that. Like, you have to be so fucking amazing just to suck. How much more good do you have to be to be in the top 10? That shit's not accidental, right? Yep. And so, so for me, like, oh... You know, the games aren't paying their way. Well, no fucking shit. They have it every year, and the games isn't going to pay your way because they have it every year, and they're footing the bill for Masters, and they're footing the bill for Teens, and they've got a yep. giant, like, fucking party, basically, going on at four different locations for six days nonstop, right? They don't yep. have the money. This isn't yep. the Olympics. It doesn't happen once a year. We don't have whole countries with a significant portion of their GDP that is being spent to send a team of individuals with the yeah. hope of winning a gold medal. That's not happening. We're not there yet. Right. No. So do I give a shit about the cuts? Absolutely not. One, because it's not going to matter. And then two, more importantly, well, like if you're telling me that these cuts over here are more severe than these cuts, like you're doing some fun to, fucking mental gymnastics that I cannot follow, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it'd be interesting because I've seen this a lot is like where they're like, you know, we should take one normal person and put them in the Olympics just so you can see how fucking good Olympic athletes are compared to regular people. Because, again, it's the same thing in CrossFit, right? You have a person that finishes first, person that finishes 40th at the CrossFit Games. You're like, wow, they're on such a different fucking planet. Go work out with that 40th place person once. One time. They can do Fran three times in the time it takes you to finish your set of 21. Right. It's like, it's, it's not even close. It's ridiculous how good these people are. I mean, I, me trying to work out with someone who like went to semifinals four years ago and right. they've since retired from competitive crossing. I'm like, fuck dude, you're so, so fit. I know. It's insane how good people are and how fit people are. And so I think that should be the move for CrossFit. Take some normal, just random, just like a random number generator pick. I don't know, 10 people from the open. <laughs> And just chuck them across the games and just see what happens. Dude. Oh, my gosh. I would say that, that I, they'd pick me, right? I'd get there. I'd show up at the games. 
They'd be like, all right, so here's what we're going to do, gang. Uh, you're going to chuck a ruck on and some ankle weights, and you're going to handstand walk 50 feet across some parallettes. And then once you get there, you're going to do some freestanding parallette handstand push-ups with a pirouette on top yeah. onto a pair of rings. And I'm going to sit there and be like, nope, <laughs> couldn't be me. So we, we actually don't even need to do anything that crazy. Um, it'd so be what fun, I would, though. it'd be fun to watch. It'd be, it'd, 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 it'd be, in, it'd probably like really put into perspective for people, like just how good you have to be at the games. Yeah. Take the fittest person at your gym, whoever finished first in the open. And yeah. every, every gym has one of these where you have your, your one athlete, they smash the open. They, they finish top at your gym and everyone's like, look at what Doug did. Right. Like what a human weapon, what a unit. Take Doug, put him at the CrossFit games, have yes. him line up next to Brent Fikowski and mm. Tim Paulson. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of, you know, Matt Fraser, whoever, uh, during the clean ladder that ended at three fifty. I know like homie, I was sprint what, clean what did that, ladder. What did that start off that, that started off that the ladder that went, cause it was like, it was like four bar muscle ups, two cleans. And it started at something and it ended at three fifty for the men. It was 2017 yeah. games. I can't remember what it started at. It started at like two seventy five or two eighty five. I'm like, listen, I can maybe clean that first bar on a, on a real good fucking day. If the stars align and everything's good. I know you're looking it up right now. I am looking it up. Uh, 285. That's my guess. Uh, uh, muscle up clean ladder, eight rounds for time, four bar muscle ups, yes. two cleans, ascending two, two weight. Cleans. Yeah. cleans were, uh, I'm going to do male weights only cause I'm lazy. Okay. Um, yeah. In order, 225, 245, 265, 285, 305, 320, 355. Jesus. Oh, that no, no. Last... no, no, no. 320, 335, 350. Sorry. Okay. I was going to say 320 to 350. I was like, oh, that's a fucking jump. Strap yeah. the double belt on, big boys. Let's go. But if, if you put me at that clean ladder, mm -hmm. um, I'll, make, I'm, I'm, I'll hit the 225. 245 we're okay 265 yeah. we're starting to get iffy what was the next one 285 yeah so next one 285 is your your sounds doing something weird uh um anyways i'm i'm making it to like i don't know 285 on that on a good day if it's like everything worked great and we're good to go and then after that 285 clean I've got nothing left. I'm just deadlifting. I'm like, that bar looks amazing on the floor as it is. I'm just going to leave it because it looks great. Um, so it's, it's wild how good these athletes are. And, you know, another thing that people kind of need to wrap their heads around, I guess, or maybe just, you know, sit back and reflect a little bit is that out of, I think this year is, you're muted unmute yourself um so i believe if i'm not mistaken i could be entirely wrong but i'm pretty sure this is the 18th crossfit games so if this is the 18th 16th it's an even number i think so 16th or 18th crossfit games whatever number we're on out of that number 16 or 18 11 CrossFit games have featured some sort of cut structure at the games. I mean, that's so much more than half, but people have such a small 
window of memory for the games and for think that they're like, oh, well, this is ridiculous. It's like, well, guess what? There were cuts in the 2020 games. They did an online portion. Guess what, homies? You didn't finish top five. You don't get to go to Aromas and compete. But that was fine. You know, you, you did the 2020 games online. If you did the online portion, you got your games jersey, you got your special shorts and shoes and gear from the games mailed to you, all good to go. You completed the online portion. Your scores didn't stack up. Guess what? You didn't get to play. You didn't get to continue with the right. group. So I, I can hear you. You're very echoey, but I can hear you. Um, so it's like that. The, there's cuts right there. The 2019 games was infamous for the cuts because they invited everyone and their fucking mom to the CrossFit games, which I get what they were trying to do was trying to globalize the sport. Everyone's national champion gets to come and play. But then, you know, they did one event and they cut the field in half from, I think it was like 130 some odd athletes to like 80. Just cut the field in half. Boom. Done. Next event, they did the same thing. Cut the field in half from, um, or from, it might have been from like 80 to 60 or something. Um, and so over the course of those two events, like you'd be very hard pressed to say that those two events aren't CrossFit. You had a it's four rounds, three legless rope climbs, or sorry, 400 meter run, three legless rope climbs, seven squat snatches. Beautiful workout. It's terrible. If you've never done it, do it. Hate yourself. But a great, great event, pure CrossFit. We've seen a barbell. We've done some gymnastic stuff. We've run the whole thing. Good to go. Next event was the row kettlebell push press and handstand walk. Right. So it was just one time through. The row was 600 meters. I think it was 60. I don't know. Some, it was something we double kettlebell push press and then handstand walk. Again, little triplet, little sprint. Yeah. We've hit long domain. We've hit short domain so far of like mixed modal workouts. The next event, I believe, was the ruck run, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So you do the ruck run. Off we go. Oh, they made another cut after that. I think they did another event. I can't remember what it was. But then the following event was a sprint event. And the only argument people had is like, well, we've run three times. Like if you're a good runner, then that's why we got the top 10 we had. I'm like, that's not what happened there. Like right. they, they hit, I get what people are saying when they're like, we've run three times it's biased towards running. Well, right. it's also really hard to bring 170 fucking rowers out onto the floor to, I don't like to make that happen. There's limits to what you can do with the yeah. 150 people that were there. Yeah. And everyone was all, it's amazing how global the sports become and we love it. And it's so inclusive and phenomenal. And then everyone got cut. People yeah. like, well, them getting cuts, not fair. They are coming all this way and they can, I'm sitting there. I'm like, listen, I understand someone came all this way. They've worked hard. They won the open for their country and they qualified for the CrossFit games. They knew well in advance that cuts are happening. So when yep. they paid for their trip and they ponied up and they made their way, they knew what was coming. Yeah. They get there. The event gets announced. The amount of people in mm. that first heat, because they essentially did three heats of like 60 people to get through yeah. everyone for both men and women. 
the amount of people, both men and women in that first heat that could not do a single legless rope climb. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're not good enough to be at the games. Like that's just, you're just not there yet. And again, you earned your spot, you punched your ticket, you're representing your country. And I think that's amazing. However, when you get punched in the face with this is the level you're at and you can't do it, you as an athlete, as an athlete have two choices. You can either feel sorry for yourself. I'm never competing again. Fuck CrossFit. Fuck all this noise. I hate everything. And this is stupid. Or you can be like, all right, I've got one year and I'm going to be fucking ready for next time. Like those are the two ways you're going to think about it. And so- with the cuts happening this year, people are like, well, that's not fair. The people are going to go. They're not going to get it. Again, when you show up at the games and you get punched in the face with this is the level and, mm-hmm. and you're not quite there, athletes, even receiving the news that there's going to be cuts, me as a competitor, immediately my brain would go to, what do I need to do mm-hmm. to make sure I'm in that top 20? Yep. And it, like, how, like here, here's what needs to happen perfectly for me to get there. And if I can't make that happen, if mm-hmm. I finish – 31st and I get cut in the first round. Yep. Absolutely. You're going to take some time to feel sorry for yourself. You're disappointed. Your season ended earlier than you wanted it to. I fully mm-hmm. get that. That's part of the emotional yep. roller coaster. That is sports. Anyone that has played a sport, you've been on that roller coaster at least once. Yes. But once that happens and you either get cut at the games or, you know, whatever, if something happens, same thing as the guy that gets cut at semifinals, he finishes sixth. He yes. is gutted. He probably goes home and he spends the next two weeks consuming nothing but Hershey's and Ben and Jerry's just feeling. Don't, sorry for don't project yourself onto this other person's life. Okay. I finished six of semifinals. I just go drown myself in Ben and Jerry's. But, and Hershey's. <laughs> yeah. And Hershey's. But after that, it's like you have a choice as an athlete. You can either say, fuck all this. I'm done. Or yeah. you can be like, all right, back to training back to the drawing board. Here's what I need to do to make sure this doesn't happen again. Right. And you make yourself better. And that's the difference between like a true competitor is going to choose the latter. Someone who is like, if they're truly committed to it and they're like, I'm I'm in it and I'm competitive and I want it. What do I need to do for next time to make sure this doesn't happen? And you're going to let that fuel you the entire thing. Right. I mean, look at, we've all seen the games documentary with Fraser with the pig. That pig yeah. fucked up his life in the 2015 games. The day after the games, he bought a pig. And then he's like, it, he's been consistent with this on CrossFit podcasts, on the Nutriforce video series that he did with it. And then like some yeah. the road to the games videos, he was like, I bought a pig after the games. And I flipped that bitch 60 to 100 times every day, yeah. pretty much for the past year to the point where he was like, he had to go to the doctor because he thought he had boxer fractures in his hands from flipping the pig so much. Wow. Um, and he was like, that's how, because he'll never let it happen again. Rich Froning fell off the rope in 2011. He did rope climbs every day until he was the best fucking rope climber in the games. And then guess what? Yeah. This is probably something Dave did because this is how Dave is. is oh, the yeah. First event, the first event of the 2012 games was rope climbs. Yeah. And so um, Rich went in and he won that event. He was like, I'll mm-hmm. never let that be a weakness ever again. That's what it is. If you're, if you want to win and you're going to be competitive, like if something happens that didn't go to plan and what you wasn't great for you, you get cut on the first day. Yeah. What do I need to do over the course of the next 364 days to make sure that that never happens again? Well, and, I and think for the athletes that choose to not go ahead. Well, no, I go ahead. Finish your thought. 
I was gonna say for the athletes that choose to not do that, they're like, I'm, I'm just done competing. Then that's absolutely fine, but it's not CrossFit's totally fault. Like no. don't, don't blame CrossFit. Don't blame the cuts. Don't blame external circumstances or whatever that wasn't in your control on yeah. you not wanting to continue. Because if you want to continue, you would, if you don't want to continue or something like that's going to derail you, then get out of the sport anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think, I think at the end of the day, like we can feel however we want about this as spectators, right? And a lot of, we yep. can ask ourselves like, where is this coming from? Why do I feel like this? Um, yep. You know, why do I care so much about the outcomes of a person who I have never met before, right? Most of us have never met the people we're rooting yep. for. Um, right. And that's the thing that we can look into. Um, at the end of the day though, CrossFit's going to do CrossFit. And... Mm -hmm. I don't, I like that people are excited about Don Fall. Um, I think nobody should, should be surprised about CrossFit doing what is in CrossFit's best interests. Um, <clears throat> just because of the circumstances that we're in right now. Um, yep. So functionally for me, cuts totally fine with that, right? And yeah, I'm, I'm down, you know, you want to, yeah. Like you want to, you want to get upset about how things are done. That's fine. But like, is that a productive use of your time? And you get to decide how you want to spend your time. Everybody does. That's a fantastic thing. You know, human autonomy. Woo. Um, I don't, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> uh, but, but at the same time, like, is that productive? Could you yeah. be doing something different? Could you be doing something more effective with your time? And almost certainly the answer is yes. Um, and we've seen plenty of examples. I have another one that was in my head was Catherine David Starr, right? Like, mm, yeah, on the floor at regionals yep. during that after that legless rope climb, like, like, yeah, but fuck it, it's awful to watch. And wasn't it? Yeah, the next year that she won. Yes, so that was that was the 2014 regionals, the the um, sprint rope climb event that just like demolished right. your entire. It was uh, like one legless rope climb, hundred foot sprint 10 rounds yep yeah um and so she did that event and she got a handful of things in and she couldn't get back up the rope like she just could yeah. not get the rope climbs done so that plummeted yeah. her way down the leaderboard and i think that legless rope climb run in 2014 was the last event so i Something think like she that. was in a so i think she was in a games qualifying position that yeah. event happens and yeah. then it done and so yeah. um absolutely devastating but she you know seeing her on the floor, like she's upset on the floor the athletes are trying to like make her feel better you know in the back area there's videos of that during documentaries and stuff sure. then the next year the literal next year yeah she wins the cross the crossfit games and so i i don't i don't know that you could have you know rich would be the equivalent you know yep. a clearer example of you get to do whatever you want with how you feel about certain things. Um, yep. And there is productive and non-productive applications for that time. Um, yep. We could, we could spend a lot more time going down this rabbit hole. Unfortunately, we're a little bit over an hour right now. So let's, let's call this discussion. Let's put a nice pretty bow on it. Final thoughts, questions, concerns about masters or cuts at the games, Mr. Kevin. 
The Masters divisions are incredibly fun to watch. I mean, some of the most fun events I've ever seen were mm-hmm. um, the the few far in between of the ones that were covered um, at the CrossFit Games. Uh, yeah. but watching those Masters events are fun. I've never had more fun than we watched an event. It was at the 2021 Games. It was when James mm-hmm. was competing. Um, but we watched the deadlift and rope climb event and it had various loadings for the age groups and various levels of like height of the rope and legless or legged, you know, whatever it is. Right. But we watched the 65 plus age division rip that workout. And they're like 65 year old dudes that were, and, and ladies that were just ripping, but for the sake of the example, 65 year old dudes just ripping two sixty-five deadlifts and rope climbs. And I was like, what a bunch of savages. And it, yeah. we, had the most fun we were watching them go there was like a sprint to the finish and we're like oh get it we're cheering yeah screaming our heads off in the office we had so much fun watching the 65 plus division it was great so it's a phenomenal division again don't take anything that we've said in this podcast to say that like these people don't deserve to work out or they don't deserve Mm -hmm. to be able to compete because anyone should be able to compete but from a business perspective it might behoove CrossFit to remove all the extra divisions to push the business and the sport forward. And there might just need to be a different solution for those age group uh, yeah. divisions. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my final thought on that. The masters are fun. Um, if you want to remove competitive advantage, raw dogs some workouts, you know, <laughs> just you, your compression that's... shorts and hopes and dreams. Well, we're going to have to come back to that one. Um, All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here in the Talking Average Fitness Podcast, and we will see you next week. Take care, everybody.